Ian Palangio is from the Australian Curling Federation. He's on the line. Afternoon, Ian. <laughs> Good afternoon. How's it going? Very, very well, mate. I'm sure you're probably not used to getting calls on a Sunday from rugby league programs and sporting programs to talk about curling. But given the interest in the Winter Olympics at the moment, we were hoping we could pick your brain about how it works, the sport in particular, and uh, where around the world it's huge and how, it, how big it is here in Australia, if that's all right. Yeah, always time to talk about curling. I love it. That's fantastic, mate. So, so tell us a little bit about the sport. Where did it originate uh, and where is it big in, in the other countries around the world? Yeah, so the the sport is Scottish originally. It's about five or 600 years old uh, Scottish game. I think they they originally started throwing you know rocks across the frozen locks in Scotland, but really it spread across the rest of the world you know, from Scottish settlers, mainly into Canada, you know, a little bit into New Zealand. And then, um, you know, I think in the last, ever since it became an Olympic sport in 1998, you've really seen it grown, you know, across parts of Asia into China and Japan and um, into some of the colder European countries, mainly through Scandinavia. So there's there's about 50 countries that, that compete every year as part of the World Curling Federation. And uh, uh, so it's, it's, it's actually the fastest growing winter Olympic sport right now. So, so just explain to us how it all works, because we've watched it on the TVs and uh, screens on, on Channel 7 throughout these Winter Olympics. What are they actually sweeping in front of the, uh, the, 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 the object that's on the ice, whatever you call it? Yeah, they're, they're, those are called rocks or stones, and they are actually made of granite. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, they're about 20, about 20 kilograms, um, and, uh, and every rock in the world comes from the same uh, quarry in Scotland. Every rock around the world is, is really, really similar, made of the same uh, Ailsa Craig granite. So, so can you bring your own rocks? <laughs> no. No, the, uh, the rocks are, are provi- well, one, they're heavy, so they'd be, yeah. you know, you have to have pretty good status with uh, your airline to uh, carry those around. They're about 20 <laughs> kilograms each. And then, um, but part of the skill is, is figuring out the, the set of rocks that are provided by the tournament, because every rock is a little bit different. And so when you turn up at the Olympics, say, you need to, to kind of map them out, figure out if one curls a bit more than the other or is a bit faster than the other. And um, uh, so, yeah, so the uh, so I think you're asking about the sweeping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the sweeping is done in front of the rock. And um, that does two things. That, you know, you, the idea is with the sweeping is it's a little bit like doing a, like a one-arm push-up on the broom. You're put, trying to put as much weight down as possible onto the broom and then sweep it as quickly as possible. And that, that heats up the ice and actually melts the ice a little bit. And that's to reduce friction. With reduced friction, the rock will go further and will go straighter. So it's, it's one of those things. I think it's the only sport where, you know, after somebody delivers or, um, you know, completes the, you know, the action, that the rest of the team is still involved in influencing where it's going to end up. Where do you, you know, buy, where do you buy the brooms from? Can you just walk into Bunnings and just pick up one out of the, uh, the aisle there or...? <laughs> Well, you could, but um, you know, I think most of the brooms that we have in Australia have been uh, imported from Canada. So, Ian, just when you throw the rock, how far is it to where you want? What's the distance it's got to go to be a perfect throw? Yep. So the there's a there's a target at each end. It's a little bit like lawn bowls. Yep. Uh, but instead of throwing towards the jack, you're throwing towards a, a set of rings painted in the ice. Right. Which is called the house. Right. And that's always the same distance, and it's just over 45 metres from the middle to the middle of, of those rings. So it's about a 50-metre uh, throw of the rock uh, to make it perfectly in the middle of the ring. So if you throw the rock too hard and you know that, ha- can you do anything to try and slow it down, which is no, the opposite nothing. to sweeping? Because sweeping speed, you know, makes it go faster yeah. or further. But if it's too far, um, everyone stands back and watches. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, you learn something every day, and this is wow. fantastic. I didn't yeah. think we'd be coming in today learning all about curling, but there we yeah, go. We're now curling good. aficionados. Well, Just yeah, one more yeah. question before you go in. Do you know sure. if it's big in Amsterdam, curling? Uh, hey. Seriously, I've, I saw it. I was over in Amsterdam about 18 months ago, mm. and I did see a bit of it there. Uh it's 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 a growing sport in the Netherlands. I think there's there's uh, there's one curling facility. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one I went to. Well, and thank you very much for coming on, mate. Sorry to interrupt your Sunday, but uh, we talk a whole heap of rubbish on this program, and it's probably the most information we've passed on to our listeners in a long, long time. Yeah, there's still lots more to go on curling. There's lots of subtleties. So. Good on you, mate. Uh, go into more details needed. Fantastic. Good Thank you, buddy. You. That's uh, Ian Palangio from the Australian Curling Federation. I didn't even know there was an Australian Curling mm. Federation. So, uh, so there you go.